Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to your week-ending edition of The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Friday the 26th of November. Today, Parramatta suffers another big-name loss in the player movement market, why Mitchell Stark is no certainty for the first Ashes test, and I'll show Alanis Morissette exactly what irony is. But first... Look, I'm going to be honest with you. Rugby union in this country is not in a good place. Bad things happen, and you can't do anything about it, right? Right. And there's been a heap of bad things that have happened to rugby union in Australia over the past five years, from dwindling TV audiences, financial crisis after financial crisis, and then there was that whole business with Izzy. Folau was found guilty of a high-level code of conduct breach after Instagram posts in April referencing drunks, homosexuals and adulterers going to hell. But never fear, rugby union fans, because hope is on the horizon. And that is it. Andre Watson brings down the curtain on the 1999 Rugby World Cup. Australia the winners. The game they play in heaven will get a much-needed shot in the arm with Australia being announced as the preferred candidate to host the 2027 tournament. In a statement released by the World Rugby Council yesterday, Australia has been nominated as the preferred candidate to host the 2027 World Cup. I want a cup. Could you spell that? C-U-P. I want to see you. Oh, my God. It will be the first time that Australia has hosted the tournament since 2003, and it's predicted by Rugby Australia that the tournament will bring in 200,000 international visitors to our shores and also throw in a lazy $2.5 billion into the national economy. So it's fair to say that things are looking up for Australian rugby. If we're calling a spade a spade, something's not right at the Parramatta Reels. What's the matter you? What's the matter? What's the matter with you? Well, the matter is that they can't seem to hold on to any of their good players. This off-season alone, they've already lost Murata Niakura to the Warriors, Isaiah Papali'i to the West Tigers, and yesterday, they suffered their deepest cut yet. Reed Money has left Parramatta, or will leave Parramatta at the end, at the end of next season. He'll go to Canterbury on a lucrative, a long-term deal. News Corp's Brent Reed breaking the news that the Eels' rising star hooker, Reed Marnie, will play his final season with the Eels next year before moving down the road to the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs in 2023 on a four-year deal worth $2.4 million. Parramatta, what have you done? What have you done? Like 600 grand a year, that's in the ballpark for Reed Marnie. And that's... Yeah. I, I, why wouldn't you... Look, near Cora gone. Papa Lee, he gone. Um, we, yeah. we don't know what's happening to Junior Paulo. Triple M's Mark Guy making his feelings known on what has been an off-season from hell so far for the Eels, tempered by the fact they managed to re-sign Captain Clint Gutherson and front row Regan Campbell-Gillard. But with so much talent headed for the door at the end of next season, I think I know what Parramatta's team song will be in 2022. Mitchell Stark right through him. The Mitchell Stark Yorker is a thing of beauty. A thing of beauty is a joy forever. And when he is on, he is on. Best Yorker in world cricket right there. It's 160.4, that one. That's around 100 mile an hour on the old scale. Yeah, that's right. Or is the radar overheating? But with only 12 days until the first Ashes test at the Gabba, Triple M's Movember ambassador and former test opener Greg Blewett isn't sure that Stark is the lock that he has been for the test side in the past. He's up and down, um, so I'd be monitoring him very, very closely. Um, you know, the bowling coach would have a good relationship with him and, and sort of know the cues if he's bowling well at the time. And to make Stark's place in the lineup even less certain, 
Western Australian Jai Richardson, who is a part of the 15-man squad for the first test, has been destroying the Sheffield Shield this season, having taken 23 wickets at an otherworldly average of 13.43. Wow. That's got to be a mistake. Yep, Richardson is bowling that well at the moment. But even so, Greg Blewett probably wouldn't pick him. He'd be inclined to pick a local boy who knows the Gabba ground better than most. Michael Nessa, he's a Queensland boy, so plays the Gabba ground extremely well, and those conditions really, really suit him. So I know Ricky Ponting and a few other people have mentioned Jai Richardson if Mitchell Stark isn't bowling well enough at the time, but I think Michael Nessa might be the front runner to replace Stark if he's not bowling well. Bluey wants Nessa, others want Richardson, but if Stark can get that in-swinging Yorker singing, He's the man I want to see holding the red rock on day one at the Gabba. And don't forget, there is still time to support men like Bluey, who've been growing the mow this month to raise funds and awareness for men's health. Simply head to Movember.com to find out how you can support the cause. Your dough could save a bro. And let's stay with the test side for a moment. It's a death row pardon, two minutes too late. And isn't it ironic? While famously, in that song, Alanis Morissette demonstrated she had no understanding of the word irony, Allow me to present you a cricket case of irony. The current Sheffield Shield match between South Australia and Queensland in Adelaide at the moment is serving, as Greg Blewett described it... It is a battle. Whoever performs better out of that Shield game, I think they'll go with. He's, of course, referring to Queensland's Usman Khawaja and South Australia's Travis Head, who are batting off for that number five spot. And in their first innings, both batsmen failed to seize the opportunity, scoring four and eight respectively. But here's where the irony kicks in. Khawaja is the Queensland captain. And as captain, he decided to enforce the follow-on and make South Australia bat again, essentially gifting Travis Head, his competitor, another chance to impress the Aussie test selectors. And Trav didn't need to be asked twice. Berendorf's in again, and this one's short. It'll be pulled away from Head, and this will be four more. Delightful batting from Travis Head. Head went on to score his second century of the Shield season and put his name in pole position for that number five test spot. So while Cricket Australia is currently conducting interviews to pick their next captain... Quaja has demonstrated the kind of selflessness and cricket intelligence that would make him the perfect test captain. The only problem is, he's probably not going to get picked in the side. Now, Alanis, that is ironic. A little too ironic. And that is your Fast Fun week-ending hit of sport for Friday the 26th of November. I'm Liam Flanagan. Enjoy your weekend of sport. We'll catch you Monday for another edition of The Scorecard. Listener.